Welcome to the Embrace Podcast. I'm Andrea, and by tuning in, you'll hear both encouraging and entertaining stories of faith from my circle of friends, Christian authors, and experts in the fitness industry. For listening today, I'd like to offer one month free to my daily workout program with code EmbracePodcast at EmbraceMovement.com. That's EmbraceMVMNT.com. Today we have on Ben Alderman. He's Beyond the Barbell podcast host, Iron Mile CrossFit gym owner, competitive fitnesser, and a dear friend of mine. Hi, Ben. Hey, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just pumped. You guys, we haven't had very many guy speakers on here. So we brought Ben in and I said, okay, I want to talk about this, this, and this, and this. And I had all these things for him. And he said, I want to talk about Jesus. And I was like, yes. Okay. You can be on the podcast. <laughs> what was your list? What was your list of things you wanted to talk about? You know, one of the first things was, you know, you guys, when I met Ben, um, I kind of met him through listening to his podcast so many years ago, then they had me on as I became a competitive athlete. And you guys, for some of you guys that don't know, there was a time in my life when all I cared about was getting stronger. So of course, a beyond the barbell podcast was of course, you know, something I was tuned into all the time. And so when they had me on, I just, I loved, I loved being a part of it. But then I realized, wow, Ben's a believer. He's a Christian. And um, we both have since then kind of been through a spiritual journey, which has been really cool too. And, um, you know, we've got to see each other evolve and um, shared a lot of awesome moments together. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the whole idea of you wanting to get stronger. You know, that's what people come to me for in this CrossFit space, you know, it's like kind of what I'm known for, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's the thing people like, if that's what you do, you, you like things about people, it, what things people see about me, um, especially who aren't believers is like, they're like, dude, you are strong. How'd you get so strong? I want to get stronger. And I'm like, you know, what's funny is I don't think of myself as strong. I, I actually think of myself even outside of a spiritual sense, like in a really physical sense, I don't think of myself as strong. I think of myself as getting stronger, but I don't ever think of myself as strong. I don't feel like I've ever arrived there when it comes to strength, which is kind of interesting. You know, if you're like, what do you snatch? I'm like, uh, you snatch 300 pounds. I'm like, well, I snatched like 310. And they're like, that's strong. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You know, they're like, do you snatch or do you clean and jerk 400? I'm like 385. And they're like, that's pretty close, man. That's 385. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just like, I think it's close and maybe somebody call that strong, but for me, I don't feel like it's, it's strong. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a weird chip on my shoulder, but I, I don't really have any like worries about it, but I it's still like, don't you don't think it's enough. Yeah. yeah like you know? it could, you still could do more. You're like, I got room in the tank. <laughs> yeah, why would I keep training if I already kind of arrived at strong, you know, mm -hmm. and why would I mm -hmm as much as I used to but why would I even get up and you know gear up you know an hour a day if I wasn't if I was already strong so anyway it's kind of funny to think about it like that yeah and you guys we both competed in um regionals and um Ben demo team and uh, a lot of people actually think that Ben has made it to the CrossFit Games which I'm ready to go with that I mean I've I'm just done with the truth let's just go and it's like hey I'm gonna introduce you instead as CrossFit Games athlete because you are the strongest person I know and um very fit fitter than the 99 99.9 percent of the average population and as a gym owner you guys I just I love that he connects the the faith and fitness kind of through um the faith rx that we got into um and 
and we, when we met, we were competitors. I mean, we would do workouts together and we were really like going hard. We were drenched in sweat. You guys we're talking about picking up barbells. He's, he's talking about clean and jerking, bringing a weight from the floor to the shoulders, putting it over your head, 385 pounds. I mean, some of you guys are trying to imagine that like what someone, a human can do that. Yes. I am. I'm serious. Okay. You probably could pick up a car. Okay. Um, and so, you know, thinking about our CrossFit competitive days and getting united through a ministry, um, was really special because it introduces the spiritual aspect into, um, the fitness part that we were so comfortable in. And there were times where we had to kind of step out of our comfort zone to grow spiritually, um, through faith RX. So, you know, Ben, can you share at all? Like how, um, I guess how you've grown by getting involved in that ministry. Yeah, so Faith RX was really good because I I was kind of leery to, to jump on and join something that kind of had the, a Christian banner on it because I had felt like God was already using my fitness in a lot of ways to build bridges with people who um, weren't believers. And what I felt like Faith RX might do would be to kind of um, add like some, you know, red lights to people. They'd be like, oh, here is this like guy wearing faith shirts and got a faith RX banner in his gym. And now he's going and doing this thing with this ministry. And I thought that people were going to be really turned off to that and they wouldn't talk to me anymore. And that's not what I wanted. Right. And Becky, um, is amazing and crazy. And she, <laughs> I said this before, you know, Becky, I'm, I'm sure that so many people have been, been touched by her, even if they don't know her. I mean, they, they just like she, her, her, the ripple effect of her life is, is still being felt and is incredible. And so she just did so much in our friendship. Like she was 90% of the work in our friendship. Like she would just hunt me down awesome. and, <laughs> and wouldn't leave me alone, you know, and the way it worked was Blair Morrison, my buddy who I run beyond the barbell with went on a road trip, ended up stopping and connecting with Becky and did a podcast with her. And Blair didn't really fully know like Becky's faith, like and how deep it was. And so he was kind of like, whoa, dude, you should have been there. Like you could have <laughs> talked language with this woman. Like, you know, we were talking CrossFit games and she was just kept going, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus type thing, right? And, uh, and then I get a phone call from Becky and she's like, Ben, brother. Like, I'm like, brother? I'm like, I don't even know you, lady. You know, I don't know you yet. And she's like, where were you? We wanted to talk to you. You know, we wanted you on the pod. I'm like, Hey, listen, I couldn't make the road trip. I couldn't, that's not where my priorities were right now. And so I just, it was there. And then, but with, because of that, there was like this connection. And once she got like a little tiny hook in, she just, she just kept it in. And, and I realized that she had done quite a bit of, of evangelizing and sharing and really, um, pushing the message of the gospel just by being outspoken and having this banner of faith rx over her life you know what i mean and and obviously we know that it was jesus but she, it was through that ministry and so for me i felt like it was very um effective and so i'm like you know what i'll look into it that's kind of what i did i'll look into it and it turned into um me stepping on as a as a coach and doing seminars and and it was a great way to grow and and really get to know better people like yourself and Guido and, you know, people that I had relationships with in the past or had bumped into in the past, but never been able to really 
you know, connect. And so then there was that aspect of fellowship, right? Of somebody doing the same thing that I was doing. And so in leveraging our fitness, leveraging our accomplishments, whatever that means, right? Sure, some- accolades, things we've done, <laughs> reasons why people would follow us online or in person. I mean, what do you, what even do you say? But it's like, okay, you have a platform. All right. <laughs> leveraging your platform into something that is um, being used for the kingdom. And so for me, that's, that's kind of the way it worked. And then for some reason, Becky really thought it was good for me on my first camp to be on the athlete panel. And then people just jam you up the questions and you're like, man, I've got to really start thinking this stuff through. And cause I'm going to start giving answers about who I am and what I do. Mm. And, you know, that was important. And so even in that, that stretching, giving those short 30 second this is how I maintain my faith while pursuing my goal of going to the CrossFit games, or this is how I maintain my faith while having a wife, four kids, 17 goats, 38 chickens, two, you know, horses and a cow, right? Like this is how I do, you know? And, and so those kinds of questions got asked me all the time. And, and I felt like it was really good. And it gave me a chance to really reflect back on go, what was it that kind of got me through? What was it that really, help me grow in those times. You know what I mean? And uh, so I really do credit Faith RX for, for like this kind of spike in maturity a little bit in my own, my own walk. And it wasn't because I was around non-believers. Like I was doing really good around non-believers and using my faith to, my fitness, excuse me, to build that bridge. But it was really being around other believers that were kind of doing the same thing that kind of caused me to heighten my, um, like a, 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 an area of growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's definitely what being in ministry does. I think it's the accountability that's there where, like he's saying, he's like, Oh, now I feel like I got to step up. Now I gotta, now I gotta have my A game. And it's not that you didn't want to have it before, but it didn't need to be ready. Like you didn't, you kind of get caught on your toes, on your heels. And you're like, that didn't feel good. I want to be on my toes. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, it's actually interesting. You guys just kind of back up. You mentioned Becky and we've talked about her before on this podcast. She was a dear friend of both of ours. And, um, you know, she mentored me for a couple years and unfortunately, um, passed away, uh, April 6th, 2018. Am I saying that right? Or now was it you know, 2020 disappeared off the calendar for a lot of people. So I'm like, I know it was two years ago. So yeah, I guess that was, um, that was 2019. Yeah. Yeah, Not 18. Yeah. And so April 6th and, uh, you know, a day that I'll never forget that, um, one of my closest friends, um, you know, died and, you know, passed on and, you know, as such a, a prominent member of the CrossFit community, like Ben was talking about, she really kind of reached out to the Christians and just wanted them to be united, wanted them to be banded together. Um, the mission of Faith RX is that they want to unite and strengthen the fitness community to live for Christ, share his love and serve the world. And that was something that she really just honestly embodied and she kind of went for it. And so when she, when she was gone, it, there was a, there was a missing of her. Like there was, there was a gap and I'll never forget, you know, when we were actually working at camp, you guys. So we taught, I taught about 15 camps, um, three a year with this ministry. So, you know, as the years go on, you get closer and closer to the staff. Um, but we were at a camp and while we were at that camp, our friends at the hospital, she started this ministry and here we are teaching handstand pushups and, and, um, you know, talking about Jesus. And then, you know, she passed away while we were there. And I will never forget when we heard the news 
and how devastated we all were. And me and Ben went outside and we said a prayer and, you know, we just cried out to the Lord, um, you know, for him to comfort us and for him to be with her family and all these things. And then we both said, okay, you know what? We both got to go call our spouses and then we're going to go inside and we're going to coach this champion workout, which was the workout that was basically in Becky's name. And we had to snap into it. And somehow I was teaching gymnastics after my closest, you know, friend and mentor just passed away, you know, an hour before I could not believe it. You guys, that was the most like God, Holy spirit led moment of my life, because I would have never normally been able to do anything or function after hearing that news, but yet God helped us all maintain composure. And then at night we kind of, you know, came together and, and really talked about what had happened. Yeah, that was, that was wild, you know? And I just kind of think like, as you're saying that I'm like, Becky would have done that though. You <laughs> know what I mean? He would have for sure been able to do that, you know, like get back to work, do what she needs to do. Yes. I will mourn said person. And then, you know, it was, that was the really wild weekend. Not what we all expected. I know for sure. Yeah. But I'm so glad we were together. That's another yeah. thing about fellowship is it was like, I would have never wanted to be isolated with a bunch of people that maybe didn't even know her or just didn't experience the same amount of closeness. And yet God's faithfulness and God's grace, we were all together, all of, you know, some of her closest friends and, you know, leaders for this ministry while she was passing through going to actually meet Jesus. I mean, she's the kind of person that if you talked about Jesus all the time and you get to meet him, you're like, oh my gosh, I was just talking about you. Like, you know, I pictured that being their meeting in heaven. You know, it's like, not like this foreign, scary thing of like, oh, you see everything I've done, which it does say in the word that like everything is plain sight to him. And he is, he's our judge, but he's also that loving father that's greeting you and bringing you into the kingdom. But I just picture that being so much like a friend seeing a friend um, that I'm comforted by it. And I know a lot of people had a hard time, you know, with her passing and, and I did too, but everyone grieves differently is what I noticed. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because Becky was kind of like, she would talk about Jesus so much. It was almost like she would talk about Jesus enough to make Christians annoyed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Beck? Yeah. <laughs> right now, I do just want to talk about thrusters and pull-ups, right? <laughs> I, I don't want to make it uh, about Jesus right now. And and man, she, she was and is really great, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one thing my dad said to me that was really helpful one time, and it was when my wife, Stephanie, lost her mother about four years ago, five years ago. And I go, dad, I don't know what to do. Like, we trust that she's with the Lord. And that obviously was a very near and dear thing to my wife, you know what I mean, to have happened. But we did not expect it. And it was very quick. And it was really hard to deal with. And my dad told me he's a, he's a really strong, um, he's, a, he's got good theology, right? He understands these things and he knows I'm praying for her. He knows I've comforted her. He knows uh, the gospel and where somebody who believes and trusts in Jesus goes. Um, and he told me something that I'll never forget. He said, go back to work. And I go, go back to work. And he goes, yeah. He's like, you're called to provide and you're called to work and you're called to be a model and you go do those things. And yes, you've taken care of your wife and you will continue to do that. But when it's time for you to work, get back to work. And so he's like, stop taking days off, stop doing this. He's like, get back to work. And I was like, 
okay. And I went back to work and, you know, I did, I started going back to work and I started using my fitness again to connect with people and then doing what God had called me to do. And that's share the gospel and live it out before men, you know? And so here I was doing it. Wasn't, he didn't say, ignore your wife, right? He didn't <laughs> right. Say, don't be sad. He, he wasn't saying any of that. What he was saying was now it's time to be proactive again. You've been reactive because of what happened, but now it's time to be proactive and move forward. And I thought that was really, really helpful, you know, and it's a good way to honor people who, who do, if we're, if we really do trust that they are in heaven with Christ, like, and way better off than we are, then yeah. we need two weeks of just full crying, you know, and doing absolutely nothing and letting the world fall apart around us right? Or can we move forward? And for me, that was really cool um, advice. And it was wisdom, I thought. And it might seem a little cold to some people, but, you know, I, I thought it was, I thought it was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a part of our identity, right? Is how we react to situations and where we're grounded and, you know, what do we do when something surprises us, shocks us, um, you know, and where's our foundation, right? It's like, you know, a lot of people go to look at God, you know, in, in those big moments of life, a lot of times when they're either getting married or someone's getting married or they have a kid, that's always kind of a time where they're looking for those spiritual answers. Or a lot of times when someone passes away, it's like their, their ears are open. They're kind of seeking a little more, but then the rest of the time, they're just kind of doing their own, their normal life. They're not necessarily, you know, on the fence about it, but I find those three times are like, a, you know, they're just really intense times of life. So people are more open. So yeah, if you are going through a death of your family, I'm, I'm sure people are more aware and like, oh, Ben, how are you doing? How are you dealing with this? What's helping you get along? Right. Yeah. What, um, I mean, you asked me, you, I mean, when we first started the podcast, you were like, Hey, um, so I wanted to talk to you about this, this, and this, and this, right? <laughs> I, I'm like curious, what else, what else do you have in your uh, What else do we have? Okay, so the, the next two things we have to talk about is I want to know a little bit more about your faith story. You can either talk about how you came, you know, into faith and kind of grew a little more, even though we already touched on that, or you can talk about what God's teaching you right now, like recently, like today, uh, you guys, we got on the podcast and I'm sure Ben doesn't care that I'm sharing this. He's like, I'm busy. I'm mentally fried. I have four kids. Uh, and he named all those animals. Like he's going for it. And he's got, you know, a gym owner. Uh, he is a gym owner. And you guys, those are like the most, um, extended people on earth. I just want to say that because I love a good gym owner. I, I love two types of people on earth. I love, I love CrossFit gym owners and I love pastor kids. I think they have unique stories that only they have. And like the busyness of, of a gym owner is just like, um, there's, they're always on, it's a small business. So you guys can relate to that if you're kind of outside of the fitness world. Um, but then the demands of, you know, family always merges and they've got classes to teach and an entire staff to, to manage all the time. So it never stops. Um, but yeah, so anything about your faith? And then I also want to talk about adoption. Oh, okay. So, um, in terms of my faith, I think I'm in a really, um, different season right now. And so let's to be real with your listeners, right? So I missed church the last three weeks. Okay. No in-person fellowship. Uh, I didn't even catch up on my pastor's sermons. And this is weird because I'm the men's ministry leader and I sit on the board and of my church and uh i mean i don't miss church but i also know that um 
have a few other things on my plate. So what I do is I run a competition called the NorCal Classic. And because of COVID and whatnot, this is our, our year where we came back. So we did it in 2019 um, and then uh, we missed it in 2020. And now here we are, we brought it back this year. And it's a large um, scale competition. We do scaled masters, RX, elite teams, everything. We had 450 competitors. We had to spread it out over three weekends, Saturday, Sunday, three weekends in a row. So I'm also working five days a week at the gym. And then so working Saturday, Sunday, and then five days a week at the gym, and then Saturday, Sunday, and then five days a week at the gym, and then Saturday, Sunday. And right now you're catching me on my last five days in a row, six days in a row, excuse me, because I have Saturday. And so what is it, Thursday? So I'm somewhere in like the 29th day of work in a row of 70 hour work weeks. And um, so I say all that to go, not, not, hopefully nobody hears it like, listen to Ben talking about how busy he is. <laughs> Right. Because that's not what I'm like. hopefully trying to align myself with anybody who feels like they are overwhelmed and in the same place. Right. That's what I really want to do is I want to capture those people's attention so they can go like, oh, my gosh, I've got this newborn running around and I'm trying to get food on the table. And I'm also trying to do my work by Zoom and I'm trying to answer this email and I never feel like I stop or get a second. Right. Hopefully you people are also listening to me. And this is where I'm saying I'm in a different spot in my faith. I am so thankful. I am so absolutely grateful to a God who will in these times be the one who literally sustains us and moves us forward and grows us in our faith. Even when it seems like you're, you're like, I'm barely doing the basics, God. Like I'm barely doing the bare minimum of what I should be doing. Like me, I'm me personally, I'm incessantly like just constantly listening to sermons on, in my, in my phone and on my drive. And I'm doing those things, but I'm not in, I'm not in fellowship. Right. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I have no Christians around me. I mean, I talk to my wife and we're doing studies, you know, with, with our kids and I have Christian friends, but like, I'm not getting that formal time. And I'm just thankful to a God who's like, gives you commands, right? Like even when it doesn't feel good, like you get these commands, like pray without ceasing. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm busy, but you, you, you tell me you can't pray. Like, oh, okay, I can pray. You're right. You know, do not forsake the gathering of, you know, of the fellowship of other believers, right? And I'm like, well, here I am, Lord. I'm, I'm kind of in that place where I'm, I'm pushing it to the back burner, right? And then you have to really check your heart about like, are these other things that you're doing, are you called to them, right? And, and right now I feel like this is, it's also an extension of our, of, of my faith and who I am. And it gives me the ability to build bridges and do those things. Right. Um, but, uh, to be still and to know that I'm God, right. Like commands that are, that are like their rules and guidelines and commands, but they also, when you do them, they feel really, really good, you know, and you get to really connect with a God who loves you. And so in these times where I kind of just go from thing to thing, like literally, like I get up, I'm up to an alarm and I'm in, I'm, I'm falling asleep on the couch with my laptop in my hands for the last three weeks. So it's just like from thing to thing, but God sustains you. And when you don't feel like doing something, if you can at least go through and check the boxes, right? It sounds a little legalistic, but that's not why you're doing it. You're not doing it because you know that, that like, if you don't, God's going to not save you, right? You're doing it because you know, God loves you and he knows, you know, what's best for you. And so you can go through and check a few boxes every now and then. And you get to go like, you get to the end of a three week period where you're like, man, I never thought that 
not being at church and not this, that could still feel close to my God. And like, he would just kind of mm. be there. And I feel like he's right here with me, you know? And I know that he is. And, and I know from his word and his promises, I know because his presence and I know because of his convictions, and I know, you know, these things. And so I'm in that, I'm in a funny place, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, my spiritual walk right now in this little slice, you know? Um, That's but you so know, I all the time in the car, I've got this book It's called the, uh, triumph of Christianity. It's like a textbook, Andrea. It's not even like a fun book to read. It's like, it's crazy, but I can listen to it on one and a half speed. I'm, I'm in the car driving from competition to competition to Blair's gym, to, to Gabe Subri's gym, you know, another throwback name to my gym and then back home and then to feed the chickens and do all those things. Right. And it's like, it's crazy. Right. But it's, I can, I can listen to that stuff and absorb some of it in a way that I wouldn't normally be able to digest it in the past. Right. Mm -hmm. And then in my life when I'm you know, so anyway, it's, it's cool. I'm in a cool spot. I'm not necessarily thinking I should stay here for that long, but I'm thankful for the busyness and the way God works. Anyway, that makes sense. And, and you won't. I mean, what you're going through is not necessarily like a like a hardship, but you are going through a storm. And that's what everybody says. They say that you're either going towards a storm, like you've got something coming up, or you got a problem that's kind of leering in the distance, right? Or you're going through a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. And like that, not much of our life is actually just like peaceful and calm and nothing's happening. And there's not either, you know, something coming up or, or something in the, in the rear view mirror. So, I mean, yeah, it's like, wait, like you said, I don't want to stay here for very long. It doesn't feel amazing. Like I need rest, but it's amazing that your faith can be your rest. And that's what, that's what God wants in the, in the first place is to be able to be that for us. Um, that's part of the commandments. <laughs> We don't have an actual Sabbath anymore. He's the Sabbath. He's our rest, right? And that's so cool, you know, to have that. I'm going to do something a little weird. I'm going to move rooms with my computer because I was borrowing my massage therapist room here at the gym. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So. Nice. Um, but, you know, in general, I just think to, um, you know, your family life and um, Ben's, life, Ben's family life has been something that's really inspired me, which is ironic because I don't live by him. Like I've never, like you'd think that like the people at your church would be the people you look up to um, or the people that you like do daily life or maybe your neighbors or something because you can see them every day. But you guys, I had this um, moment a couple of years ago where I went and stayed the night at Ben's house. He was um, basically holding a, a, um, a faith and fitness camp like we were talking about earlier and we were spending the night at his house. So his wonderful wife, Stephanie was, oh, we're hosting everybody. Okay, we already have a zoo of kids and now we're having like all these people sleep in our house. So it was really a lot of fun. But, um, you know, he had recently just adopted two um, girls locally. And so he went from a family of, you know, two biological boys to now having two boys and two girls and having his handful. And then I came back a couple of years later for a similar, um, a similar camp. And it was just amazing. I mean, to see these girls have like, you know, integrated into his lives, they're grown up quite a bit. They were like almost five at the time or something. And um, just to see that the craziness of their household, but also that it was so much fun. He was like, yeah, people are here all the time. Like people from my gym, people from my church, people are just like, yeah, I just want to come by and see you. He's like, why? Like it's yeah. chaos. And it's like, because people like that and coming from a, uh, the oldest of four kids, 
People like that. They want the party. They want to be a part of the party, you know? And so I just, I love how you parent. Um, I'd love to hear more about adoption. Yeah. Um, so I know how the, uh, I know how podcasts work. Okay. So there's fun, something funny just being a podcast host that people sometimes they like to know about the host way more than the guest, which means people want to know about you a little bit. And even though they know you, so I'm going to tell people about that night that you guys were at our house a little bit. It's so great because I try to tell people. So Andrew, you have this persona that you are both, you have both outgrown and outrun in some ways from your past in, in fitness, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I tell people like, they're like, I love Andrea, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I could take her or leave her, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and I say, you know, Andrea is, is, she's an original. That's the word I use. She's an original. She's authentic. She's an original. And I said, this is Andrea. She's in my house. We get like one night with her and Pete. And it's, it's probably like two o'clock in the morning at this point. And we're, I think we're either on the couch or we're outside. I can't remember if we moved inside or if we just We're outside. And she'll just like, she's like cross her legs and she just like looks at you and she's like, so, 2.30, what's Jesus doing in your life? And I'm like, and it's, it's really late, you know, and it's a great question. I love it. And it's such a good question. So you listeners, um, I know that there's the people like to hear about you too. So I, since I have that little, well, little first of all, I'd like to, I'd like to add in, you know, kind of my version of the story. We were sitting underneath a verbana, if I can recall that you had just built for your wife for mother's day. Okay, don't try to get any details past me. Okay, because I like literally have the best memory. I'm an elephant. Okay, elephants never forget. And um, yeah, you guys told us um, how you met and the yeah. high school college was, you know, I was intrigued. I was in, I was like, there could be like a percentage of being in. I was like, I was glued. I wanted to know every single step of this story. And you guys were kind of having fun telling it. Not gonna lie, yeah. um, it's kind of your thing to um, share how you guys met and how you guys came to faith and your wife's wild testimony. And so, yes, we were we were sitting out and enjoying ourselves. And yes, you're right, it was very late. And I remember thinking, do they do this all the time? And then you guys were thinking, we're parents, we we can't do this all the time. Like it's like we just kept going back and forth. Me and Pete felt so boring because we're like we have like barely any responsibilities next to you guys. But but you still could like have a good time. You guys feel like the kind of people that you would want to hear from at two a.m. Yeah, you were pregnant like two weeks, two months later, right after that. I probably I I think I think more time than that but yeah i we did start talking at least about having kids like right after that trip yeah yeah you i i knew um the way you were asking questions i was like oh man they're gonna be you know trying to have a kid here pretty soon but anyway so let me just go about adoption because uh, i wish i had more time for like this i really do i'm not i'm not leaving here in one minute or anything like that you guys don't get the clip notes you get the real version here um so my wife is way more of a, she's way more of a saint than I am. I'll say it like that. And she had the heart of adoption way before I did. And so that's, that's the reality. And so she, she kind of pressed me towards that. And I was reluctant and I would drag my feet a bit, but she had spent so much time 
with kids in at-risk situations and whatnot. And she just saw it as a real picture of what Christ did for us. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically she ended up just doing all of the work when it came to the adoption and like making those things start to happen. But eventually it had to be buying from both of us. Right. And that's, that's a scary place. If you're really, if you're really feeling inadequate, if you're really feeling like you can't do something, if you really feel like you're not sure if you're hearing or feeling the conviction or if you're being a sissy and running from it, you know, and so it can be a really, really tough spot just to be, be there, you know? And so even when we got a phone call for the girls, I was prepping for regionals in 2014 and this Steph gets off the phone and she's like, Hey, they have some girls. She's not even off the phone. She's just like on hold some babies. They want us to come look at, you know, or meet. And I'm like, wait, what? We're not even done with our background. And that whole story is crazy because we hadn't finished our background yet because um, we were going through a foster family agency and um, it was the count, it was a county respite caregiver, which is like a, a short-term caregiver who was calling us. And she just figured out that there were some Christians looking to adopt. And she happened to be a Christian working in the county environment, right? Talking about being in ministry, right? And that's my buddy, Steve, right there. And uh, who just walked by the back. But anyway, I'm just kidding. I gave him a name. I don't really know him. <laughs> um, anyway, and so she had called around and she got a hold of our foster family agency and said, hey, do you have any Christians looking to adopt? And they told her about us. And then we got the call. Anyway. So we went down and met Piper and Violet and um, they were like so little. And I'm like, this is crazy. I am supposed to go to regionals in like five days. I'm like, I can't be adopting two kids that are like nuggets. They're little, they were like this big, you know, and I can't do it. But you get there and the way God works sometimes is, I think it's like this with actually with, with babies in general, like, I don't know how connected Pete was to, to James. The, your pregnancy and all that. Maybe it was just an amazing, you know, I'm sure he was. He should, don't say anything bad about him, right? But some dads are kind of like, whoa, my wife kind of scares me right now. The whole idea of her pushing the baby out is kind of freaky. And, um, you know, and I wasn't really that guy, but I also wasn't like the all in, you know, let me put, you know, vitamin E on your stomach for you, babe, you know, I wasn't that guy. guy going to the classes. Yeah. Okay. I, but I was the guy that when I held my son for the first time, uh, my first son, I was like, Whoa. And then I'm like, this is never, I'm never gonna feel like this again. And then held my second son and go, Whoa, this is crazy. I can actually love two people like this. That's not supposed to happen. Right. And then I wow. meet these little girls oh my gosh, like God is already showing me that my love for them can grow to the level of my own biological kids, right? And I'm like, this is nuts. Like, this is so weird, you know? And it really has grown to be that because the time, because the knitting together of, of hearts, because of the calling. And I hear so many people who will look at me, Andrea, and they'll say, 
I wish I could do what you guys did. I wish I could adopt. And I'm and like, why don't they? You, yeah, you can. <laughs> Christians saying, I wish I could do what you could do. Are you telling me that you feel like it's a good thing and that God put it on your heart or anything like that? And you're like saying you're too scared to do it. Like God's not big enough to work in your life like he did in my life. If people knew what a screwed up person I was and how many times I fall short, they would never go, I wish I could do what you do, Ben. They would go like, oh, Ben did it. I for sure can do it. That's what they would say, right? And that's yeah. why I think people adopt it. But if, if God used me to do that, then he can for sure use you or anybody else, you know? And so Piper and Violet are amazing. And for some reason, they're leaving me alone right now. I thought they would already run up and just, just make their face be shown in the screen, but they're not. Um, they're giving me a few more minutes. So, um, but they're amazing. And, and, you know, you, when you first came to my house for, um, the first seminar, you guys called them koala bears, right? Oh my so gosh. Oh my gosh. Koala bears. They were glued to whoever was holding them. I mean, they were, they were like kissing your cheek. I mean, they were like cheek babies. You know, I, I remember, I think it was Violet that wanted to kiss Peter on the lips. And he was like, uh, um, like, you know, once they were older and he was like, I'm like, just let her, like, I just was like, she's like so into it. I mean, I did fine, but he was like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, yeah, you're not a kid person yet. You will be. But <laughs> I remember their love was just so like they contagious, you know? <laughs> And you know what's funny is they didn't keep that nickname. They kept it for a little while, you know, but then somebody gave it to them again just recently. They, you guys are like little koala bears. I'm like, the last time they were called that was like when they were like two or three years old, you know, and their personalities haven't really changed that much. They're still just these lovable, clingy um, little girls. And, uh, they take up a huge portion of my time and heart and our time I, and heart you know and i wouldn't trade it you know and sometimes they get to, they get on my nerves you know i have a bunch of gray hair here but don't look too close you know <laughs> and uh but you know steph my wife is really good and she might be a great woman to have interviewed at some point on the show but she's really great because she told me something that helped me in these busy times you know, slow down a little bit is like when, when we're looking back on our life and we don't plan on retiring, we plan on going hard in the paint for God for a long time until he rips us out of here. But when we're, when we are older and looking back on the good old days, it'll be these days of changing oh, man. and chasing kids and picking them up off the ground when they scrape their knee. Right. If that, this, no, these, I can't. Are, you can't even talk about this with me. I'm literally like the good old days, you know. Like we're not going to be talking about. What are we else going to be talking about? You know what I mean? Like we'll be we'll be talking about this time. You don't mm -hmm. reminisce. I don't know. You're already old when you're old. You don't reminisce about being old. You reminisce about these times when you know they were so unique and everything was new and and uh, you know so she was really helpful in helping me understand that and see that, you know? And so yeah. I think that that's one thing that my wife has a really great way of seeing the big picture mm -hmm. really, really mm -hmm. at that. and totally calling me out when I'm not walking with Jesus, like I need to be. And so I have this really great wife in that. And then, um, 
you know, have these great kids that I really didn't deserve. And then, but was blessed mm. with anyone. Anyway. Oh, amen. Yeah. And yeah. your wife, she, she runs, she's, she runs the ship, man. I mean, she, I remember one time I asked her what her love language was. I don't know where that came in, but I specifically remember she was taking care of the kids. She was feeding them lunch. And I said, what's your love language? And she said, obedience with them. Yeah. Obedience. And I was like, that is amazing. I just, I loved it, but, um, having her on would be really, uh, actually just really great following your episode, but, um, you know what we've, uh, we've talked about so many different awesome things. I hope that people, um, you know, just replay this episode and that they share it with their friends, but where can they follow you? Where can they, um, you know, learn more about the things that you were able to share this week on this podcast episode? Yeah. So, uh, I'll give you the long answer about where you can follow me. You can follow me um, like professionally, like through the gym, Iron Mile Fitness, like on Instagram, easiest way. Uh, I went dark on my own personal social media. The dark. other way you can find me is, yeah, dark, like just bye-bye. And then the, the other way you can find me is at the underscore overcome underscore project. And that is Steph and I's ministry to at-risk youth. And so what we are doing is we are seeing that, you know, youth in the foster system through our exposure with Piper and Violet um, are just not getting the support they need. They're not around positive peer groups. And most of us know who, who work out that our gyms and especially your CrossFit gyms and CrossFit style gyms have amazing networks of people. And if you get kids plugged in there, they might plug in there sooner than they'd plug into a church. And so what we're doing is we are networking with those agencies and organizations that are working on the front lines with foster youth, at-risk youth, delinquents, homeless youth. And then we're inviting them into gyms in their local area. So we started networking with gyms so that somebody who is a hundred miles away from me can go to a gym a hundred miles away and the Overcome Project will take care of those dudes. And so, and take care of that, that, um, that need and make that so it's financially possible for them. So that's what the Overcome Project does. Um, if you go to the Overcome Project, proj, no E-C-T, we taken, .org, you can donate there, which would be awesome. We'd love to have any kind of support. If you guys know of a uh, uh, foster family agency or organization that works that with you, we're not necessarily looking just for money. We are really looking for more connections. We want to help more kids. And so um, that's the way you can see what we're doing on the ministry side. And... Um, yeah, we just had a great meeting with Jesus Culture, which is a cool uh, ministry in of itself. And their founder and pastor met with Steph and I uh, in person, which is great, really fun to do, and give us some pointers on how to do this the right way and, and make sure that what we're doing is, um, you know, just having some accountability in that. And so it was just really cool. So anyway, uh, Iron Mile Fitness for the cool fitness videos and pictures and stuff like that. And then uh, at the Overcome Project on Instagram. And then the overcomeproject.org if you want to check out more of what we do or if you happen to be a person who wants to donate or connect. Um, and that would be awesome. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And you guys heard where you can, um, you know, follow him and connect with him. And hopefully if you guys feel called to, you can give to Overcome Project. I definitely will be. And um, talk to you soon. See ya. All right. We are a women's program that helps build a daily routine around Bible study, prayer, and fun fitness workouts. Get a month free with code EmbracePodcast.